Happy Thanksgiving! We thought we would drop into your feed to give you that perfect distraction from your in-laws or those dirty dishes in the sink. I'm Christina. And I'm Kristen. And today, on this special Thanksgiving episode of The Real Crime Podcast, we're going to be telling you all about the Thanksgiving weekend murder of Joel and Lisa Guy. My biggest problem with this is not the fact that someone actually got murdered. Oh, good. But the fact that someone had the energy to murder someone post-turkey coma. It really, I'm, I'm struggling. And it I'm wasn't struggling. just murder. So. Right, right. It was <laughs> so a lot of energy. <laughs> so hardcore. I literally don't want to move from my indentation on the couch after Thanksgiving, let alone go to the trouble of murdering family members and dismembering. Mm-hmm. Also, based on my turkey cooking abilities, I could definitely never dismember a human because I could barely dismember a turkey. Wow. I know. That's what we're um, comparing that to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I... I can't do it. I just can't do it. Cole has to take the bits that are on the inside out for me. I what can't are they? Giblets? The, 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 and the neck thing or something. Uh-huh. No. I don't know why we need that. I don't know who's eating that. Cole eats it. There's something wrong with him. Though. I don't eat any of that. So gross. I'm like, give me like three slices of white breast meat so that I can dump a ton of mashed potatoes and gravy on it. And it, it can basically <laughs> be the toast in my Thanksgiving dinner, you know, the, the base sort of thing. Rachel's it's, dad makes me a nice salmon steak. Really? I don't eat meat. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't eat birds. Couldn't you just eat all the extra stuff? I could, yeah. But he makes me a nice salmon steak. And that is I'm not sweet. complaining. That's super sweet. It's yeah, a huge nice. piece of blackened salmon, and it's delicious because oh, he awesome. is a seafood chef. That's awesome. That's seriously awesome. Yeah. All right, so should we tell everybody about Thanksgiving Day Oh, yeah, let's Day get murders? back to this. Yeah, we got distracted by Snapchat. <laughs> Food. That happens. Food and Snapchat. Oh, God. Anyway, what are we going to do? So let's set the scene here. It's 2016 in Knoxville, Tennessee. Joel Guy Sr. is a pipeline engineer, and his wife, Lisa Guy, is an accounts payable administrator. So he actually, Joel Guy Sr. makes a lot of money, and she... um only really works to support Joel Jr. Wow. Most of her paychecks go directly to him. That's crazy. As he was a 28-year-old man with no job. Woo-woo! Gotta love that. Living off his parents. Wow. The, the family is coming off an amazing Thanksgiving celebration with, you know, extended family and probably some heavy, you know, Black Friday shopping Mm -hmm. on the 25th of November. 
And I feel like 2016 was kind of the heyday of Black Friday shopping. Yeah, it kind of lasts forever now, which I'm okay with. Right. It It is bizarre. I mean, like, now you're like, for the six months leading up to Christmas, you can get Black <laughs> Friday deals. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Sounds good. So I'll just shop as normal is basically what you're telling me. <laughs> but it's cheaper. It is. Exactly. Then 28-year-old Joel Guy Jr. was home from Louisiana State University, where he was a student studying to be a plastic surgeon. So he was on and off in a school right. and work, never really held a steady job, as I was saying. Wasn't really focused in his studies. Right. Changed yeah. what he wanted to do with his life all the time. Right. So at this point, he was studying to become a plastic surgeon. Right. He had been a many other things at this point. So... Joel had never actually worked, as we mentioned. He'd always been supported by his parents. And by the sounds of it, he really didn't want to work. Like, he wanted to not grow up. You are 28 years old and you still haven't had an actual job. It's the truth. I don't think I would want to work either. Yeah. So Joel here decides to fabricate this plan. And, of course, the motive was life insurance. And so he was looking to make that easy $500,000 payout. So his parents were actually about to retire and they were going to cut him off. Yes. And how does this tie into real estate? The house was for sale when all of this happened. So their house was on the market. They're making some major changes. They were going to move back to um, Joel Sr.'s family home. Right. To be closer to family. Right. And, you know, downsizing. Downsize tremendously. Going into retirement. Right. So they're not, at this point, going to have the finances to really support Joel Jr. He was their biggest financial burden. And and drain. Yeah. Like, just total drain. So $500,000 is looking really, really good to Joel Jr. at this point. And he created such a premeditation plan that there was actually a book. It was kind of like his his murder checklist. He's not very smart. No, like he wrote it down. It would be like me saying, you know, make sure Cole has life insurance policy. <laughs> Kill Cole, you know? <laughs> it doesn't, it's not. Buy bleach. Exactly, <laughs> buy lots of bleach. <laughs> Dissolve body, you know? Like all, all of these things. But that's basically what Joel Jr. did. He was just not the brightest at all. Definitely not the brightest. On November 26th, 2016, Joel Guy Jr. attacked his father in a second floor exercise room of their family home. Joel Sr. was stabbed upwards of 42 times. That's a lot of stabbing. So much stabbing. That's like a lot of anger too. It is. And like, why so, do you have such rage against family that is cared for you? Right. So from what I could find, his father his parents were great yeah like, there was no reason for him to have any animosity aside from them cutting him were, off at right. 28 years old at 28 though, years like, old exactly. i think you can deal with that exactly but this this guy like did you see pictures of him yes oh wow yeah that's so many so many things to say google this <laughs> google this man child if you must he literally looks like a man child yeah, like, it's does. so bizarre <laughs> So, uh, you know, at the time of the murder, Lisa Guy was at Walmart. She was doing some, you know, post-holiday shopping. She's probably tired of eating Thanksgiving leftovers and, like, right on. I'm with you. So she returned home unknowingly where her husband was already dead, and she dropped her bags downstairs. As she headed up the stairs, Joel Jr. surprised her and stabbed her as well more than 30 times. 
It was then that Joel Guy Jr. began to dismember the bodies. Now, he began with Guy Sr. severing and boiling his hands at the wrist, probably trying to, like, I don't know, break down the tissue so they couldn't identify or whatever. Uh, Sounds like a weird way to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Guy Sr.'s head was removed, but it wasn't just cut off. It It was, like, ripped off. Yeah, he partially cut into it, and then he just, like, snapped it the rest of the way. And... How this is what I mean. Your father. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like I can barely, I can barely rip the leg off of a cooked turkey, you know, to serve it to someone. Let alone all of this dismemberment is just—it's not on my list. It is not on my list no. of ever coulds. So, after that, he removed the arms and legs of his parents. And then he placed all of the body parts into chemical-filled plastic tubs so that the bodies could dissolve. Then he, you know, hung out for a little bit. He hopped in the car. He bought some Band-Aids. He cut himself. A few times. By accident. Right, because he was stabbing people wildly and violently. He drove to Louisiana. To the student clinic. And uh, he had his wounds tended to. And that's pretty insane to me. Uh Uh-huh. So... He got away with it for a couple of days. And then on Monday, uh, Lisa Guy's boss was just like, hmm, why isn't she here? She it was her call. last day of work. Yeah. She didn't because call. Because she was retiring. Right. And they were selling She's the house. It was a no-show, which was unlike her. Which Very much so. They kept saying, like, it, it was weird because her coworkers were planning to take her out for lunch. And I'm <laughs> like, that's just weird, though. Like, if someone I work with just doesn't show up, doesn't call or anything... I'm concerned, regardless right. of if we had plans. Right. It's not. It's not like I'm like. Well, I'm really pissed because I was looking forward right. to getting like, my salad out today. You normal. know. <laughs> right. Right. It's more the act of hey, this person who is always prompt and always here just isn't here, and that's strange. Right. That's very strange. So they call the police. They call the police. The police go by to do a welfare check. At first. The police are kind of like, everything seems Right. Well, fine. it didn't seem totally normal because they noticed that the doorknob had been, there were scratches around it, and yes. it looked like a new doorknob. Right. Like so it, and there was also, the house was for sale. At that point, they didn't know that there was supposed to be a lockbox. They saw that the house was for sale. But there was no lockbox. They box. did, like, a perimeter check. They mm-hmm. noticed that there was a, a dog house in the backyard, so the police officer tried to whistle for the dog. He thought it was a little odd that there was no dog, no barking coming from inside. Right. And he just left because there was nothing else at that point he could do. Right. Then he got a call to go back because they had some new information, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But they went back. Well, I think someone noticed when they peeked in the window the groceries. Called. Well, that was when they went back. Okay. So they called the realtor to see if she could get in the house, get them in the house. And she was like, there should be a lockbox. And they were like, "Uh, nope, no lockbox. No lockbox. New handle. Right. And then they had to call the realtor again to figure out how to get into the garage. And she was like, check their cars. There's probably buttons. Like, how did you not figure that out? You right. had to call the realtor to tell you that? But realtors do everything. It's but why our like jobs really are crazy. so like, hard. Aren't you <laughs> police officers? <laughs> it doesn't matter. We we are very busy people, and we can answer all I can questions. just imagine her reaction being like, did you check the car? Right. Right. <laughs> Did you press the button to open the garage? Came out. So they got in through the garage. Right. So they went through the garage. Not an, They did notice that there was like a tipped over bag of groceries in the front entryway. And there were 
spoilable foods in there, like bacon and sausage and ice cream that had melted and all of this. So that's kind of strange. They also noticed kind of some weird smells and heat chemical smells right and a weird heat yes coming from the house i don't i don't really know what a weird heat is i don't but either i'll take it, it's, it they okay. mentioned it in a couple of places yeah. is it weird because heat. of all the chemicals maybe like a causing a reaction when there's so when i've worked with um like uh concrete and stuff there's mm-hmm. like a chemical combustion when it blends with the water and like if you're parging stone or something and it gets hot it does get hot but at the same so time i'm gonna assume the heat is from the chemicals. the chemicals right exactly they also heard kind of a faint dog barking like it was locked upstairs for days i know with no food alone poor puppy poor poor puppy that makes me very upset it actually makes me hate the guy that much more because again i'm stressed out by the fact that he was able to do this post thanksgiving but even more so i'm stressed out that he didn't like just take the dog with him or bring the dog to someone who cared or like just let it out no because then it would have eaten no no out of the house okay that's fair yeah that would have drawn suspicion though Dog barking, spin outside, I not guess. being fed. Lots, I know. I just, Lots, I know. Poor They're puppy. Poor puppy, indeed. And this is where they discovered the dismembered corpses of Lisa and Joel Sr. They first saw the hands. Mm. That's almost like in Raina Marquin when yeah. he sees a foot <laughs> and is like, is that a foot? And it's like, yeah, no, that's a foot. That's a foot. Okay, I guess we're doing this now. I am just so glad that they didn't then call the realtor and be like, we're going to need you to move these bins. Because <laughs> I feel like, again... <laughs> The realtor's always getting the phone call. Thanks to the obscene amount of evidence left behind by Joel Jr., he was quickly apprehended. So he obviously was planning on coming back to dispose of everything. And to finish the job and stuff, yeah. And somehow he didn't think that anyone would notice that they were missing. There was a pot simmering on the stove Mm. with Lisa's head. That's like... um, Yeah, the New Orleans one. mm -hmm. Yeah, with the body parts and yep. everything being cooked. I don't I don't know why. I don't know why they have to make it so much worse. It's like dismembering the corpse, putting them in a chemical bucket, so awful, so horrendous. Why, why are, are we taking it to Yeah, why are we cooking any parts of the body? Why? Why are we boiling any parts of the body? Don't talk to me about it. It's disgusting. So they they track him down and he's quickly apprehended and charged. He was found guilty in October of 2020, so about a year ago. And when they tracked him down, they found a a meat grinder in his trunk. So he definitely had, he had plans. lots of plans coming up. He actually he actually pleaded not guilty and then said if he happened to be found guilty, he would like to be given the death penalty. Okay, I don't think so. So you can probably just live with what you did. Exactly. Sorry, sugar, you're not gonna get what you want. So his defense team really didn't do anything for him, which what, I what can you do? I appreciate in you know, from the defense team. I really I mean, do appreciate that. They the kind of missed a huge opportunity to uh, actually no, they couldn't have said temporary Insanity. Insanity because yeah. he planned it. He planned it. Exactly. They, so we're going to talk about the list and the book and the premeditation book as it was dubbed. But honestly, there's no getting around that this is what happened. 
again, since his defense team really didn't do anything and they decided to take the death penalty off the table, he was just found guilty and sentenced to life in in prison. So like just Have really, with that. really good times for him. Now, this premeditation book, this these are actually little excerpts from the book when he was jotting down notes and everything. So the first part is uh, get carving knives. And then I'm sorry, but why'd he have to get them? Are I don't they know. Already there I as they know. just had Thanksgiving the day. They before? did. They did. There was probably an electric one too, which would have made things easier. Get killing knives, quiet, multiple to make small pieces. What is a killing knife? Any knife. Any knife can kill something. I mean, I'm pretty sure a little paring like, knife. Is he ta- like maybe a hunting? I don't know. I don't know. Get sledgehammer to crush the bones. Bring blender and food grinder. Gross. You think that's why he was boiling the head? Softening it? To break it down? Oh. Get get bleach uh, and denature proteins. So again, he was in medical school. Right. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. Get plastic bin for... Uh, denaturation. Am I saying that right? Denaturation. denaturation. I don't know. Denaturation process. So again, to to break down everything, break down the tissue in these chemicals. Does not matter where they're killed. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> noted on there. So he's just like, I don't really care where I do it. Nobody really cares where we do it. Just doesn't matter. Just get rid of the bloody spots to prevent. To prevent, to prevent what? what? I don't know. And plus, do you know how hard... No, you don't, because you've never done your own laundry. Do you know how hard it is to get blood out of fabric, especially carpet, if there was carpet or wood floors? Wasn't he planning on setting the house on fire anyway? Right. And, like, framing his father? Damn near impossible. His chopped up father. Absolutely. He was planning on blaming him. Yep. I did it, and then I killed myself and chopped myself up. Ah, and then it says here, so it does actually kind of matter, evidence of time of death, not the mattress or the couches. Get rid of bodies inside house, there and my DNA already there. Then there's a crossed out note, open up doggy door to provide entryway, and then he needs to be blamed. Meaning his father. Right. Flush chunks down toilet. Uh. Not garbage, not intruder disposal. I don't know why. I don't know what that means. Right. The chunks that... Nope. Don't even get me started. Get plastic sheeting for disposal process. I mean, why? Why? You've got sledgehammers. You're going to need way more than plastic sheeting, brother. Get hollow point bullets just in case. Will be seen buying bullets. Just use computer room gun. Check to make sure there are bullets. Last resort. He's not alive to claim her half of the insurance money. Arrow. All mine. All mine. 500,000. Flood the house. Covers up forensic evidence. Oh, not fire. It was a flood. flood. But also, I'm assuming... Well, no, I'm not assuming. It was a two-level house. How, How... There's only so much water damage that can occur unless you're filling the house with water and you're not going to... How are you doing that without, you know, bringing suspicion from anyone? Right. The neighbors are going to notice. If there's water pouring out, like, someone's going to get called. I can't. Probably the realtor. Probably the realtor. And the realtor is going to be like, what are you doing? (laughs) 
We have a closing in three days. This is not going to fly for the final walkthrough. Uh, flood the house, covers up forensic evidence, only to a certain extent. Turn heater up as high as it gets. Oh, maybe that was the weird heat. I don't know. Uh, speeds decomposition. Bleach reacts with luminol, just like blood. Douse area with bleach. So why would you say... <laughs> so he's going to put bleach everywhere in the house so that... Everything they can't lights find up. The blood evidence. It all lights up. It's just gonna glow. Oh man! Big sprayer. That's one of the things that's on here. Big sprayer. Oh, to bleach the entire house. To maybe? bleach it. Yeah, like a like a power spray gun. the walls. Spray the walls down. Power washing the entire I can't. inside. I can't. With bleach. Oh my god! Lie, which does help break down. You know yep. the matter. Trash compactor? Question mark. Body gives times of death. Alibi. Don't get. Rid of body if there is no forensic evidence on the body, his fingerprints and DNA. So that's literally like the prosecution had that at their disposal. And there was really nothing his defense team could do. Right. His defense team was like, well, here's the thing, brother. You're going to prison (laughs) and there's nothing we can do for you. We can get the death penalty off the table. But you don't want that. You want the death penalty. So we're going to do nothing. Exactly. We're just going to kick back and earn our paychecks. And that's what they did. And rightfully so. Because what? He did it. It's so crazy. So crazy. And, like, if you look at pictures of this guy, he honestly looks like a giant baby. Like a giant child. Creepy looking. He's super creepy looking. Yeah. Like, he's like the cartoon bully in a lot of ways, too. I don't know. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that during your feast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I hope, you know, you've got your... uh, what those ear pod things in AirPods? Thank you in in your ears, close. your ear pods. <laughs> I hope you've got your ear pods in, and as you're slicing the turkey, you're listening to this and laughing hysterically, and all of your family thinks you're nuts. That's it's really not doing. funny. That the episode's not funny. No, it's, it's not just, funny. Um, it's just uh, absurd. Yes, it's absurd. Yes, the whole thing is absurd, and you kind of can't help but laugh. Poor family. Uh, tragic, and there were two other. Siblings, his stepsisters, um, exactly. They Father were older had from a previous marriage. Previous he relationship, was weird yeah. that he wasn't really involved with the family much. Right, right. So it's nutty. I mean, I they know. they loved the sisters had a great relationship with the parents, right? Including Lisa, their yeah. stepmother. Yeah. So just very son. sad for all of them. Oh, absolutely tragic, but it's just. I hope he's suffering. I really do. Crazy. I hope he is eating prison turkey right now. And I hope he's not eating. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair, too. I hope every bite reminds him of dismembering, dismembering his, family. his family. That's fair. That's fair. Either way, we're not good people when it comes to that. But please enjoy your turkey. Absolutely. And be grateful that you are not related to this guy. Because that would screw up your holiday season for quite some time to come. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have an amazing, amazing time. Happy Thanksgiving. And when we come back, it will be like full-blown Christmas season. So It already is in my house. I know. It has been for a month now. It has been. But next time you hear from us, we will be like knee-deep in... We'll be singing Christmas carols for you. Christmas lights and all the good stuff, okay? I won't actually be singing. I might. I don't know. You're going to sing. We're going to sing. We're probably going to do some weird Christmas song renditions. Spooky Christmas song renditions. All right, guys, take care and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.